Hello. Hi, Geoff. It's it's Liv again. Hi. Oh, hey. Hey, <laughs> sorry. How, how's it, hey. Sorry. How's it going? No, I've been calling a lot. Yeah. I'm, I'm, hey, I'm sorry no, no, no. That. It's cool. Any time. Any time. It's just really crazy right now. Yeah, it's I can imagine. It's busy, busiest time of the year. It's yeah. Just a, it's a lot on. But it's it, honestly, it's what it called any time. We yeah. always said that when you used to work here, we loved seeing you, and and it was sad you got made redundant, and none of us want you know you to be uh, alone. You're always welcome back here. Call anytime. Thank you. Um, Thank you so much. How are you doing anyway? I haven't really got much on to be honest. I'm just looking for for, for work. I'm a bit lonely without a job now and miss uh, you guys and hey, just kind of want to start I don't know I want to do something to fill my time and um when you start your own podcast you don't you don't think it's a bit a bit desperate do you? no no I mean and anyway you are desperate so I mean yeah God. Penny, you know no you're right um, I should probably just, just move on a bit and I, I think you're right with the podcast I think I'm gonna yeah. I'll give it a go and I'll and I'll I'll get back to you on, on yeah. how it is yeah let's know how it is hey let's hang out soon yeah yeah okay, okay. cool yeah I'll, I'll go and do that oh, oh sorry oh you're gone So I did. Start a podcast. It's December 2017. It's been about three months since I was made redundant from my job. I'm freelance now, if you can even call it that. I'm really just unemployed. And I'm finding it quite hard. I think anyone who knows me has realised in the last few months I've just been complaining non-stop about being lonely, uh, being scared, being worried. Sometimes I find it quite funny. I mean, I have laughed about the situation. Um, not often. But it's strange going from a place where you are loved in your job, you have great friends in your job, you're doing a job that you absolutely adore, your skills are being used to their very best, you've, you've got loads of in-jokes going on in the office, you've got great people around you, you're inspired, you're happy, you're like more confident than ever. And then it, the rug just gets like taken from under your feet and then you're left. And this is what's happened to me. I, I, I've gone from having my ultimate dream job to literally sitting in my bedroom, staring at the wall, not wanting to get out of bed and just feeling like, what the hell is going on? So what I'm basically going to do here, the long and short of it is, I'm going to talk to people that I think have really, really cool jobs or do cool stuff about their jobs um, because I haven't got one. <laughs> Actually, it's two thirds of Galway uh, because Sophie is away. But I'm here with Poppy and Iris. Hello. Hiya. We're actually in Iris's bed um, in your parents' house. How long have you lived here for? Uh, coming up to a year. One year. Where were you before that? East Finchley. The slumbers of East Finchley. The slumbers. <laughs> Do you mean the slums? <laughs> no. It's just really cosy. No, uh, I did mean slums. <laughs> The slumbery slums. How are you finding Mile End? It's great, yeah. I, I love living here, yeah. It's, it's a lot better than the, the slumbers of East Victory. Um, I'm really here today because, well, I wanted to interview you for the first um, episode because I knew you'd say yes. And also um, <laughs> because, <laughs> because your album is my favourite album of the year. Oh, 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 oh that's really cute, actually, because I don't think anyone likes it that much 
Yeah. I, think, I think they did. I haven't heard of, like, a, a number one. I've heard of, like... One number one. This is number four, but... Uh, four's pretty good. Who gave it four? Don't know, I just remember someone, like, after a gig saying... <laughs> it was number one, but it was number four. But it wasn't a four out of ten? No. Oh. No, 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 no. No, no. Never. That would never happen to us. That means a lot that it's number one. Mm. For anyone listening that doesn't know, um, Girl Ray released Earl Grey, their debut album, in August 2017. And it was on Moshi Moshi. So I suppose this year's been quite weird for you because you've released a debut album and you've been touring loads. I mean, yeah. how do you feel about the last year and how it's gone? It's looking back, like I think it would make a good like PowerPoint presentation. Yeah. Because um, it's been a lot of, um, like, yeah, just like, bullet points sort of like ticked off um and we've done a lot of things but like <laughs> i don't know it, it feels it feels like it's been a good year yeah <laughs> and i think i'll remember it fondly, Very fondly. Um, i wanted to ask you about your year because you've been touring a lot uh, i wanted to ask you when do you think was the best gig you played probably scala yeah i'd say Oh yeah, Scarlet, I was away for that. How was it? Tell me everything about it because I missed great. it. It was incredible, to be honest. It was really fun. It was like we kept we kept having to just like tell ourselves that it wasn't a dream. What I did it felt like a dream. It was, it was very very surreal. I remember we came off because we're really anti encore, but we were like we played the long song Oh Grey at the end, and we um, walked up. We were like we're coming back, but they just need to like arrange some stuff on stage because we had loads of extra people playing with us. And, yeah, we just went to the toilet and just sort of, like, we're talking like like we were next to each other in the cubicles. And then I was just like, this is like a dream. And we were just talking yeah. about it. And we were like, hold on, everyone's out there just waiting. Mm. And we're having a wee. Like, it it's normal. Like, um, have you seen, like, the Shea Stadium concert that the Beatles did? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 <It's> <laughs> You know the Beatles <laughs> because we we, like them. whenever I like got something wrong, it it would it was like a joke, like because I don't know why. It, it just felt so surreal because there was lots of people there, and they because whenever we've played to like lots of people, it's not been for us really. Mm. Like they they've come for something else. Yeah. Uh. And so, I don't know, it was just very strange. It but was so weird. The reason I felt like we were the Beatles is because they like in that the footage of them they they always like get stuff wrong wrong and like laugh with each other and i felt like we were doing that and it was just kind of funny were you were you scared to go on stage or nervous it was like it was it was like we were in like a document like a band dock like a rock dock and yeah because i was like sweaty palms i had to like go and have some alone time really? in the toilets yeah because i was just everybody kept like bothering me for stuff mm. <laughs> you guys were watching yeah. spinning coin i was like don't know just doing really like people would need triple a's or something or mm. i don't know people needed to be spoken to i don't know i like got all my nerves out of the way the night before i was like really stressing really? out yeah so on the night i was very casual about really? it yeah do you know how many people actually were there for that gig 800 why i know all there for you as well. I know. I know. And people were like Crazy. singing along. I was like, 
What's going on with my vo- my vocal effects? Like, <laughs> what they were singing? Like, you can, the can, delay. <laughs> could you hear them singing yeah, the lyrics? Yeah. What's that like? Did you sort of turn to like Robbie Williams yeah. and start clapping? Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm the and the red side. <laughs> the ladies. I find it really hard not to laugh when people. Yeah, I just crack up. Especially in trouble when like. <laughs> Because I'm meant they to sing the last trouble. Trouble! And when I just hear everyone singing it, it just kills me. That's the most hilarious one. Because when we were recording that, Iris like kept doing a Cockney accent <laughs> when she was singing that that last trouble, like the really high one. And uh, she just couldn't get out of it. She was like, trouble! It didn't sound Cockney to me, though, at the time. <laughs> Cracking up. <laughs> Have you met any like super fans outside gigs? Yeah, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. Like we were in Barcelona and then we just walked out of the venue like after soundcheck. So we still had like ten hours till we played or something. And there were these guys waiting by the, the exit, and they were like, "What?" Were they? they were just like, "Oh, go ahead. Can we have a picture with you?" Like, and they'd been waiting, and they wanted like to us to sign things. It was really weird. Felt like Michael Jackson. Mm. So the Scala was good. I also want to hear about, was there any gig that you did this year that was bad? Definitely. Like, 70% of the gigs that we do are bad, I'd say. No, that's not true. We're just not natural performers, so <laughs> we are often uncomfortable. Um, yeah. But that's quite good Actually, that you can't think of any bad... Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just going to I just say, got one. <laughs> the most stressful one was on Halloween. We played in... Um, where was it? Leeds. Leeds. And for some reason, I decided to wear oh, yeah. two masks. And <laughs> one of them, I like, the one that was on, on top, like, fell off, like, kind of came off during the first... What, what kind of mask, sorry? It's, it's over there, actually. Um, no, you can't see it. But... It's the most disgusting, like, goblin face. It, it was like, it's like a, an all... It's like a rubbery one. Yeah. Like a rubbery over the head job. That's 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 the one. Yeah. Right. Why are you wearing two? Because I <laughs> I thought people like more people would look at me and care, and like I'd do like a big reveal and take the mask off and then have another mask underneath. Is this the drummer like trying to get attention? Aha! Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing two masks, <laughs> but obviously no one cared at all, and I couldn't <laughs> see or hear much. No, you couldn't read really um, did you? And it was very sweaty and just generally very, very yeah. stressful. I wore but a beard for the was... first song too, and because uh, I was dressed <laughs> as a gnome. And um, <laughs> yeah, that was really hard to sing. To be honest, I couldn't open because it was like I just went to pound shop like the minute before we played. Obviously, not just one minute, but like an hour before we played. And then uh, they just had this like Smurf costume uh, for five quid, so I just bought that. But the beard was really low qual. Um, and it, it didn't have much breathing room, really, so I couldn't sing well. Oh, God. Well, good for trying, though. I'm sure everyone appreciated the thing your is outfits. They, didn't. they really just didn't. Mm. Oh, why? Don't know. Just got the vibe they didn't give a shit. Uh, maybe they did. I don't know. We're, we're just down on everything. You can't ask us. Also, about Bristol, like, that was fine. That was fine. People just, you know, a couple of people just said, like, smile, ladies, or something. Oh, Which what? My favourite comment from old men. I love it when they do that. Do they say that while you're on stage? 
no, just afterwards. Really enjoyed the show, but God, you guys could smile, can't you? The amount of times. Oh, that is such it's a like, shitty thing to say. You know what? Go fuck yourself. I wonder how many male singers or like musicians mm. get that like that, oh you, tom york you're you're very good yeah, <laughs> but i <laughs> if you would just grin every now and again and give me a little wink that'd yeah, be great he'd fucking love that yeah <laughs> tell him yeah and maybe he should and how can he smile when we're singing it's hard um i read a simon amstel quote on the train on the way here mm. which is why i made these notes um, and it says, it's better to expose your absurd self than try to protect it. Which I thought was quite nice. Yeah. Because, you know, we were talking earlier about me writing that article about farting. Mm. And it made me think of you guys because you don't try and be anything. You're just completely yourself. And I think a lot of bands tend to do that. Because I feel like when you're on stage, you're giving just like exactly who you are. But do you feel like you're actually putting on something else? And have I got it wrong? Uh, I think you got I it think right, really. You got it spot on. We yeah. we don't purposefully do anything really. Yeah. <laughs> to help us with like our confidence at the beginning because we were really like apologetic at the beginning. We weren't very confident. We used to pretend to be a Beatle on stage. So then like I'd get like a bit John Lennony and like not smile at all because I was had a problem with smiling all the time. Mm. Um, so that helped. But now we we are just pretty much what you see. Oh yeah, so you pretend to be you'd like try and channel John Lennon when you're yeah. on stage, so you'd put on yeah. the right performance. Not in like making fun of disabled people, but like in terms of just his like he was very serious and like but also a bit smiley sometimes. But yeah, yeah. So who are you, Iris? Oh, I was Ringo, obviously. But I I don't know. Ringo always smiles, but that's in a cute way. But I just looked really nervous when I constantly <laughs> smiled. Um, <laughs> So, as a drummer, do you sometimes look at other drummers like online or like old footage of people like Ringo? Do you ever look mm. at stuff like that and do you think like how you should act as a drummer? I guess sometimes I can't really think of anyone at the moment though, but sometimes I do watch gigs and yeah. just think like, oh, they have a very cool way of drumming and they look good, but I don't really. It makes me really happy to think about like you or Sophie like checking out drummers or bassists i don't know why it makes me really happy but just does <laughs> fair enough i just remembered i <laughs> when i was watching um whitney i really like the way that julian like moves because he has like a spinny chair he's a drummer and uh. and also the singer which is it's nice to see drum yeah. singy drummers but yeah he has like a spinny chair and i i always find it really cute the way he kind of like spins on it while drumming well christmas is coming up I suppose um, mate I've asked for a drum stool for my for my Christmas oh my god yeah. <laughs> that's right for my gift <laughs> right I wanted to talk to you about the Christmas song you made that's kind of actually the reason why I'm here because right. it's it's coming up to Christmas and you actually made you went and made a Christmas single which yeah. is great and it's been very well received and I think um it's an absolute banger can you tell me about when you decided to make one and how you did that um well this like half the song comes from an old old song that i wrote when i was like 15 or 16 um and it never really like got out of like a really shitty demo and we used to play it just to bulk up our set when we didn't have enough songs to make up 30 minutes but we kind of stopped playing it for a couple years and then um yeah i just sort of last christmas i was just sort of like playing around with it It it's a really christmassy 
because it's just a verse. Well, actually, it's, it's most of the chords, but it's just a really Christmassy chord progression, I always thought. And I started playing around with it and, like, changing bits of it. And last Christmas, and kind of, it, you know, finished it off last Christmas, which is annoying because I wanted, you know, to put it out last Christmas, but we couldn't. Um, and then, yeah, I just... It, it, I don't know. I love Christmas songs, so it... I don't know, it's just kind of fun, I guess. Not yeah, not too serious. I, I hope. And you found some children to star in it as well. Yes, we found we tr- yeah. For a minute, it was looking like we weren't going to be able to find any, but then suddenly, like, just it it was like a what do you call it? A miracle. Christmas Christmas miracle. miracle. Um, we because we asked on Facebook, and then like just when we yeah, were, you were like, has anyone got any kids? Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> well, actually, we asked we asked Mark Riley on Radio 6 to like give us a shout out and like look for kids and he was like listen you know I really want to but we can't do that kind of thing after Savile <laughs> so I was like fuck yes that does sound weird doesn't it um I'm just imagining like yeah sorry Mark yeah, I sorry. understand <laughs> not very professional of us um but yeah anyway so they, they were like yeah we, we're based in Ramsgate which is where we were recording and we've got a kids choir use us so it's good and what were the kids like they good they were really cute. So pro. Yeah. Like, how many of them and what age? They were like 15. 15. Like, probably from like the age of 6 to 12 or 13, maybe? So, did you, how did that, um, how did that process work? Were you going into a room full of kids and being like, right, we're making a Christmas single. Yeah. This is going to break everything. Um, you know, like, how do you teach them how to sing the song? Do you just sing it and they sing it back? Like, classic kind of school vibe. It was really funny, like, watching Poppy <laughs> conduct them. Because she was, like, sitting on the <laughs> by the piano. And, like, it, it was just a funny it scene. It felt like a music lesson. Yeah. But, obviously, we were the teachers, so it's kind of weird. We bought them, like, biscuits and squash because we were like, we don't know what to do with these little people. It was like, I forgot how... <laughs> awkward I become around kids I just don't know how to act I I'm feel just, like they're all yeah. ju- like judging me the whole time I'm just thinking about us like going through the notes because I was sat by the piano and then like just doing note for note like copy me copy me and uh and then just seeing Iris and Sophie like nudging them and like singing along but very seriously because we were all very taking it very seriously because we didn't want to fuck them around um but yeah because we have a slide in the studio as well so they all went nuts for the slide <laughs> they just like they were like bolting down it just one after the other it was so I was so scared because the stairs are like um they don't have they're like makeshift stairs kind of thing and you can just fall through really oh god if you're not careful and everyone was like running up the stairs and then going down this slide it was were you going to sort of teach them like get off the slide yeah, please yeah, everyone one after the other please don't run <laughs> so it's really on that note I know you just said that you loved Christmas songs what do you think makes a really good Christmas song and what are your some of your faves that stick out to you? Like when you hear it, you're like, oh yeah, it's time. Mm. So I did like a little bit of research before we went in to record it because I was just getting in the mood, like it's in the Christmas spirit, so I was listening to a lot of Christmas songs. <laughs> like I did try and like find, you know, um, like a thesis on what makes good Christmas songs so I could get a bit technical about it. I couldn't really find anything, but there were a few articles and it's basically just like, sleigh bells um like really big production so like strings and uh brass and loads of oohs and ahs and like everything very layered and thick sounding and 
yeah, just like cert- certain chord progressions and loads of reverb on everything, kids choirs, and like saxophone solos. Yeah, that that's the, that's the classic stuff, yeah. isn't it? And then I suppose you sometimes get these odd ones that sneak in and become classic. Remember that S Club Seven song? What was it called? They're all wearing white in the video, and it's snowing. Um, Never had a dream come true, yeah. I believe. Yeah, yeah. Because that hasn't really got all the elements that you just described, but it's still for some reason I think because it's about heartache, and they're wearing snowflake stuff in the video. Uh, well, maybe maybe, maybe they just released it at video. Christmas. Yeah. Sometimes things just sneak in there. Like that one by The Darkness is now like on all the Christmas that albums. That is a great song. That is a great song. We tried to put like Darkness guitar over this Christmas song, like uh, re- like Brian May style. Like, um, and uh, it, w- it was really shocking. Um, but still, like, I'm always busted. It's always when I'm trying to do this Brian May guitar because I used to I try to do it on some of the album as well, and like then I'm like really getting into it because you kind of have to, <laughs> and then I just look up to the um, record like to the production booth thing, and everyone's just staring at me, filming me, and I'm like, what? <laughs> not again. <laughs> with you with your eyes closed. Yeah, like, sure. at least you weren't wearing sunglasses this time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> That was God, that sounds embarrassing. You've still got the videos. Gonna see. Got them all. So I was thinking, as we're here talking about the Christmas song, maybe we'd be allowed to play the Christmas song. Do you think you'd let us play it on the podcast? No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> play it. Play it to your heart's content. Great. Um, so, can you introduce it for us? And we'll, well, actually, before you do that, I want to say thank you for being my guest on the first uh, episode of Redundancy Radio. And maybe... You'll be on it again one day. Yeah. I don't know. Yes, so honoured. Yes. Every episode. Every, please. <laughs> this is fun. Um, yeah, thank you. And good luck next year. And I can't wait for your next album. Um, thank you. It's going to be great. And you've, yeah, you've made a very good album this year. And thanks for making it because it's made my year better. Oh, that's really nice. Don't make me cry again. It's true yeah, though. Nice. Okay, now you can introduce your Christmas single and we can get it to number one. Um, this is I Wish I Were Giving You a Gift This Christmas by us. Go away. Well, it was ice cold when you left Baby, pass the chance 